Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you, along with Derek Scott and Brendan S. Scott. Oilers Now. And uh, we're going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline because we've kept our next guest waiting long enough. For Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical, electrical prefabrication and solar. We've talked before about the movie Risky Business and the fact that, uh, what was it, Princeton needed Joel? Uh, well, I'd say Oilers now has always needed Canadian Power Pack. If you knew Rob Kinsey and how he rolled and the folks at Canadian Power Pack, you'd be, uh, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, uh, one of the most popular guests that does the show on a weekly basis is Kevin Weeks from ESPN and the NHL Network. And Kevin joins us right now uh, on the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. Hello, Kevin. How are you doing? I'm great, stuff. What's going on? Well, good uh, word on your street. I'm going to read you a text right now from Cactus Jack. Bob, you are getting attaboy calls about your GM on July 14th in Edmonton. It's all you need to know that things have changed in this marketplace. Just wow. That one comes in. And, and there are a lot of people, when Bob Nicholson made the decision to hire Ken Holland uh, back in May of 2019, this guy's too old, he's lost his fastball. Well, we're three years into the Holland regime, and the team has a 620 points percentage. They just went to the third round of the playoffs. He... Uh, retained both of Andrew Kane and Brett Kulak, and he got Jack Hamble, which here is being seen as a, a, a pretty good run. I'd like to get your, you know, as a guy who covers all 32 teams and evaluates things, what's your assessment in the body of work from uh, uh, from your eyes on what the Oilers have done here? I think they've done well, to be real. I, I think the Oilers have done well. We were breaking it down yesterday on ESPN. I feel like for them to... Get a goaltender. You know, we've been talking about Mike Smith for years. He's played really well there, especially in spite of his age. Smitty delivered. He played exceptionally well in that respect. You get Jack Campbell, a guy who, like Smitty, his teammates really, they really respect him. They love playing in front of him. He's a team-first guy. He took his game to a different level playing in Toronto, of course. He's been able to resurrect his career, and and he succeeded there. And playing in a, in a, in a hot Canadian market, he goes to another one, out in Edmonton. I spoke to Jack Campbell yesterday. We had him on and I spoke to him at length yesterday. He had nothing but great things to say. He sounds excited. He sounds pumped. He knows that it's a, it's an everyday process. Uh, this is a wide open opportunity for him to continue his progression into being a number one goalie. So I like that. Uh, in the net, I really, really love Evander Kane there. I've said it all along. You and I have talked about it all along. Yeah. I think he brings a dimension that the oil needs. I think he brings that toughness, the physicality, the skill, the speed. He's a great fit with Connor. I said it, and clearly Connor feels the same way about him. Not only to get him there, but in, in retaining him so he can stay there. He had great things to say about Edmonton. I spoke to his agent, Dan Milstein. The rest is history. Uh, and then I would say in Kulak, to your point, you get, you get somebody that's stable, that can pretty much match up against anybody, that's a good defending first, defensive defenseman in a lot of ways. So, so far, I like the moves that the Oil have made. Uh, really, really good moves. I think the Evander Kane one is a massive move, uh, not letting him get to the market. And Edmonton's been great for him. 
he's been great for Edmonton. I like seeing that continue. Yeah, and, you know, obviously Ken Holland extended the olive branch, Kevin, and said to Dan Milstein, mm-hmm. all right, you guys can go out early and check it out. And they circled back, and boom, at uh, midnight on Tuesday night, Edmonton time, Evander's letting us know he's staying in Edmonton, which had everybody stoked and pumped up. Now, I, I'm going to contrast this because you have relatives mm-hmm. in Calgary. Um, mm-hmm. And friends in Calgary, tough day for the Flames. They got a lot of empathy for Brad Treliving. I think they do a real good job in that organization. They certainly identify competitiveness in the players. Um, what do you What do you think ultimately happened with Johnny Goodrow? Why he was it family? Was there something else going on? What do you think? And and why Columbus? Yeah, my understanding is that it was family. That that was my understanding as to the pull, the gravitational pull that brought him back and wanted to bring him back south of the border. I think the challenge is, and, and we've spoken about this here on the show too, some of the unknowns and some of the uncertainty for every one of us in the world, but especially with some of the, the border closures and the challenges around all those things, many of us have been, myself included, have been separated from family for a long time. I mean, in certain cases, years, where you haven't seen them. Some of the uncertainty is around that. So I don't know. My understanding is all of those things played a role for him. Um, it's a tough day for for <laughs> it's a tough day for the folks in and around Calgary or any Flames fan around the world for that reason for sure. Johnny Hockey thrived playing in Alberta. He was a great player. Clearly, since he came out of Boston College and came to the show, he's coming off of his best season, a career best year. So it was a difficult decision. Why Columbus? I have no idea. Honestly, <laughs> we live we're just out just literally looking at New York City, just across the Hudson, and going the other way on the turnpike here in Jersey will take you back to Philly about an hour from here. I don't understand what happened because everything, all signs were pointing towards Philadelphia. And I don't know why Philadelphia wasn't able to create the cap space to get him. Geograph- geographically speaking, he's from South Jersey, which is essentially Philly because he's really down, down South Jersey way. Grew up a Flyers fan, ultimately wanted to play for him. And they didn't clear the cap space. They weren't willing to pay the price to move those players to create the cap space. So then next option was I thought it was going to be the Devils. Yep. The Devils are only 45 minutes the other way. So I figured for sure it was going to be the Devils. In fact, I spoke to some people in that organization late last night <laughs> before I broke that news about them signing Andre Palat. Yep. I'm like, well, I thought I was going to do a twofer for you guys today. What happened? They're like, there's no silver, there's no silver medal in this. There's no second place in this. We're happy for him as long as him and his family are happy. We thought he was going to choose us, and he didn't, so we wish him nothing but the best. Shocker. And then lastly, lastly, I thought he was going to go to the Islanders. So he didn't go to any of these three teams, so it's a bit of a head-scratcher, but of course it's his decision along with his family. But as far as handicapping it, I'm shocked to see that he ended up in Columbus, but props to Columbus. They came out of the water like a Navy SEAL. And made it happen. So Tyler Dello does analytics for New Jersey. You can put a call into your man, Mr. Fitzgerald, the next time you get a chance. Because <laughs> yes, Apollyarvi has unbelievable analytics, but we have a situation here with how arbitration works, and it's mm-hmm. squeezing a lot of players as a result of the fact that the cap hasn't increased. Right? Like you have guys Correct. that have, like the others have Yamamoto and Apollyarvi, compelling arb cases for both guys. And remember, they get to play with McDavid and Drysdale, and that's how the team sees it. That's how your numbers get. But the owners might only be able to afford one of those two guys here carrying forward on a two-year term. So 
So, Kevin, do some due diligence for me and talk, you know, talk, talk to your man in New Jersey and uh, see if there's any interest there in Jesse. All right. Speaking of, I, I, know, you, I know you know Nazem Kadri well. Uh, yeah. Is, is, is Nazem biding some time while Colorado clears some cap space so he can return there? Or where do you figure he ends up? I still, it's interesting. I've been speaking to people in that camp. My thought is, barring anything unforeseen, the teams that I can see now, or Colorado, to your point, aptly, if they can move some of that cap space and make some transactions to create some cap space. Number two, if it's not them, I still say Calgary. Yeah. I say Calgary because the Flint – here's – stop, and this is going to spice up the Battle of Alberta. What day are we today? July what, 14th? Yep. July 14th. Let me spice up the battle. We talked about it last time you and I were on, last week's show. Imagine if the Calgary Flint so, – so the whole complexion – of the Battle of Alberta is going to be able to change. And this is where I think the Oilers and, and Kenny Holland and the staff and his son and, and also Evander Kane's camp deserve a lot of credit. What happened if Evander Kane got to the market? I could have seen Evander Kane and possibly Nazem Kadri playing for the, for the Flames. Do you know what I mean? Like, those, the Flames would need him. And the reason why I say that is Johnny Goudreau's gone. Yeah. And now this sets the stage. What happens to Matthew Kachuk? Does he end up staying or does he go now that Goudreau's gone? Yeah. Now, he, Elliot, so everybody, yeah. as yeah, you know, yeah, Elliot was on in the last hour, and he said that, yeah. you know, Kadri's already turned a trade down to Calgary before. Um, he did then. He did then. But Things, a trade is one thing. The We know the Flames had a big year. <laughs> they had a big year. Oil, we know the oil had a great run. Yeah. So I don't think there's any way the oil can do it unless they move out a lot of that money, but. I'm just saying on a need basis, not only a want basis, if you lose Johnny Hockey, which you have, the question marks are looming are on if you're going to lose Matthew Kachuk. So two-thirds of your top line, that top line, although those two guys had over 100 points, yep. they're, the, the trio was collectively plus 180 in the plus-minus rating. It was unreal. And if they lose, now with Goudreau, and if you lose Matthew Kachuk, I can't see a better replacement than Nazem Kadri in the marketplace. And the Flames are still very much a contender. So I'm curious to see. Those are the teams that I see for Kadri, either um, Colorado, the other side of the Rockies up in Calgs, and I'm going to throw another curveball at you, the New York Islanders. And the reason being is they need speed, they need skill, they need toughness. And him and Lou Lamorello have a really good relationship. Lou Lamorello is very good to Nazem Kadri. There's a lot of respect there, so I'm just putting that out there as a wild card. Just you talked about Goodrow. Uh, the line with Kachuk and Lindholm, those guys played 87% of their time, five on five last year. They all had 100-point mm -hmm. campaigns. The team shot the puck at 13% when they were on the ice. Connor McDavid won the NHL scoring race with 123 points. You're going to laugh at this. <laughs> the mm -hmm. Oilers only shot the puck at 8.3% when McDavid was on the ice 5v5. So Goodrow on the, the Calgary line, 13%. McDavid, after back-to-back 11% years, was that the, the, the team shot the puck at 8.3%. His most common forward was Pugliarvi at 57.4% of his time, 5v5. Drysaddle only played 22% of his time at even strength, 5-on-5 five five with McDavid. Of course, that all changed in the playoffs, and, well, the, orders, and the orders flipped us because Leon got hurt, couldn't skate, Correct. couldn't play 2C, and it changed the complexion of the series head-to-head -head against Calgary. It's crazy when you think about it, isn't no it? No question. No, you're right, and those are the adjustments that you have to make. But I would also say this, too, because, you know, we have a lot of young 
players and aspiring players, girls and boys, and even some of the weekend warriors. But that's why it's really important. Yes, you want to specialize at one position, but take it a step further and be versatile. Be able to play two or even three positions. Because when you are, and especially when you're playing at higher levels, you make yourself almost indispensable. And if you're versatile, like I mentioned, like Kadri, for example, obviously like Leon, center or wing. I mean, there's other players that we can point to, but that versatility, Glenn Anderson in all those years, think of how versatile he was there. When they can match you up in any situation and the coach just looks at your number and tells you to get over the boards, you don't even have to have necessarily a designated position per se. And for matchups in the playoffs, to be able to throw different looks at the opposing team, that goes a long way. I thought that was brilliant. I mean, obviously it was necessary, but I thought it was a brilliant move by Jay Woodcroft in the playoffs there. Yeah, uh, you mentioned Glenn Anderson. For our younger listeners, uh, the Oilers did have a nuclear option, and that nuclear option was with Wayne Gretzky at center, and we all know Yari Curry was his wing. The other wing, when they went nuclear, was with Glenn Anderson. They moved him off of Messier's line, or sometimes Messier was hurt in the 85-86 season, suffered a broken ankle, and Anderson ended mm-hmm. up in that line. And those were the, that was the run during 85-86 where the Oilers had four or five games where they scored 9 to 12 goals in games, and that's because you couldn't stop both Anderson and Curry on the wings with Wayne. All right, the goaltending carousel, uh, who mm-hmm. won? At the end of the day, a quick rip on Washington, Edmonton, Ottawa, and Toronto, those four teams in specifically. Yeah, we talked about the oil. I like what the oil did so far. I would say as far as you know, another team, obviously, Washington with, with Darcy Camper playing Red Deer. They get their guy. It's a great opportunity for him. I was in contact with him, so I'm very curious to see what that looks like. But they're well positioned. I also like Charlie Lindgren and behind him. Uh, Lindgren's brother, Ryan Lindgren, from the Rangers' brother, who's a southpaw goalie, played very well. He was 5-0 and in St. Louis last year, originally uh, started his career with Montreal. He'll be in the backup role. I think he'll play well there as a southpaw. Uh, then I go around the horn. I love what Ottawa did, getting my man Cam Talbot, somebody you guys should know well. Uh, yeah. I, I really can't. I spoke to Cam. He's pumped about the opportunity, going to the nation's capital back home. He thinks that they can push. Uh, for a playoff spot and certainly make a push there. I don't disagree. That's, I think him and Forsberg are going to be a nice combo there in, in Ottawa. I would then say, in the case of the Toronto Maple Leafs, it goes back to their faith and, and relationships with Kyle Dubas, their GM, and Sheldon Keefe, Jack Campbell, who played for the Sioux. Those two, <laughs> Dubas and Keefe, who worked for the Sioux, and of course now Matt Murray, who also played for them in Sioux St. Marie in the OHL. So, they're leaning on that relationship. They get in Samsonov on a one-year deal. It'll be a really good opportunity for Matt Murray to reestablish himself. We'll see what happens there based on health. And then, obviously, for Samsonov to probably get up to 30 starts and behind him at least. So, uh, all things being equal, it's a different era right now. There's not a team that was able to get a guy that can play 65 games. Right. Because right? it's a different era right now. So the goalie go-around was a very different market so far, a very unique market, a very tricky market for people to navigate for two reasons. As I said, you don't have a slam-dunk person that's going to play 65, 60, whatever-plus games, like a Mark Sherman Calgary, for example. Um, and it made it a little trickier to navigate. Teams had to get a little bit more creative. But as I said, Stoff, this is exactly why I feel like clubs need to do a much better job of learning the position because in so doing, you'll be able to better evaluate the position because when there aren't slam dunks, this is where you can see people that really did their homework and have a handle on the goalie market. And 
come October and in through the season, we're going to see how those those deals line up. Kevin, awesome stuff. Hey, we loved having you on during the 21-22 season. I know you're uh, mulling over some opportunities uh, potentially with an organization, uh, but if you are still hammering away at media and you can uh, fit us in, we'd love to talk about a contract extension. How does that sound? Appreciate you, man. No, I appreciate you. Thank you so much, and thanks to all the fans in Berta. I'm glad it's warmed up there and everybody's enjoying a sweet summer so far. Awesome stuff. Thanks for your time, Kevin. All right, brother. Thank you. That is Kevin Weeks. It is 150 in Edmonton. We got a lot to get to when we come back. The Oilers Now Prospect Report this day in Oilers history and more. You're listening to Oilers Now. 151 in Edmonton. Uncle Milt was telling me a couple of the Flames fans that work at Brent Ridge Ford out of Wintasquin were a little upset with what's transpired with Johnny Goodrow. Kind of makes sense. Speaking of Brent Ridge Ford, they got a great service department. And uh, they are 11-time Presence Award winners from Ford for customer satisfaction. If you need maintenance or repairs for your vehicle, call Kevin, Margie, or Mike at 1-877-477-FORD. That's 1-877-477-3673. And we'll tell you that Brent Ridge Ford is uh, your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. As we go to the Oilers Now Prospect Report brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit Scott scottarthurmillwork.com today was down at Oilers Development Camp tonight at uh, 5.55 will be the pregame 6 o'clock the puck drop uh, they're going to do 5 on 5 and then they're going to get to 4 on 4 then 3 on 3 and a shootout it's all going to take place as part of Development Camp Cam Moon and myself will have the uh, call uh, Jack Michaels is uh, tied up it's Kelly's birthday today so happy birthday to Kelly Michaels uh but uh, we're going to have the call of that. We're looking forward to that. Uh, certainly one of the guys that's been noticeable, Reed Schaefer. I think he's got a little bit more skill than some people think, uh, which, you know, a big physical presence. Oilers got some size with some of their prospects on the back end as well. Uh, Maximus Wanner out of Moose Jaw has been uh, noticeable. Real raw player, but a guy that uh, is a bigger body. He's got a chance to to move the puck uh, as well down the road. It's going to probably be back in the Western Hockey League this year with Moose Jaw. I will tell you that Xavier Borgo, not skating, of course, uh, played in the Memorial Cup. I think the plan is for him to uh, be on with Team Canada, the upcoming World Junior uh, Championship, which is going to take place in Edmonton August, I think, 6th to the 22nd in about that time. and Raphael Lavoie, who had a, a little bit of work done, lower body injury that he had to deal with. Those are two of the guys. Carter Savoy uh, missed a couple days. Uh, he is back and expected to play tonight. He was the Oilers' fourth-round draft choice, the one at National Championship at Denver. And one of the guys that's been noticeable out there is when Noah Philp, who came out of the University of Alberta, six foot three, right shot center. He's a bigger body. So there you have it. That is your prospect report for Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, Exceptional millwork, visit scottarthurmillwork.com. Royal Pizza, pizza pasta, so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a listler, 15 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. Though I've had the Texan, it's quite good. Meat lovers, also works. Check it out, royalpizza.ca. 15 locations in Edmonton, four in Calgary. To this day in Oilers history. Um, 
Fort New West Travel. Going back to 1995, legendary Oilers Hall of Fame goaltender Grant Fear signed as a free agent with the St. Louis Blues. The four-time Stanley Cup champion had stops in Toronto, Buffalo, and L.A. before signing in San Louis, uh, which is where he'd spend four seasons from 1995-99. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, to the Ashley Fine Floors text line, we're going to bang off a couple. Um... And this one comes in from Coach Mike, and he says, Bob, doesn't Columbus have to trade Patrick Laine now? He's an RFA at $7.5 million. I don't think the plan is for them to trade Laine. I think the plan is that they're looking forward. Uh, they're looking forward to getting uh, Laine signed to a contract extension and playing him on the line possibly with Kent Johnson and Johnny Goodrow. This text comes in saying, Bob, if the Oilers can get Josh Anderson out of Montreal, they'd have three of the strongest lines in the league. That's a Stanley Cup team. Trade Barry and JP to get them. They can't trade. Right now, they can't trade Tyson Berry. Uh, they need Tyson Berry's experience on the back end. And frankly, the Oilers, now that they got Evander Kane re-signed, I think the ship sailed. Unless Montreal came calling and said they wanted to dump Josh Anderson, I, I wouldn't make that deal in that situation. I was only bringing up Josh Anderson as an option in case Edmonton ultimately couldn't get it done with Evander Kane. So we'll see what happens again. My belief, the Oilers are looking at a, a couple smaller plays uh, for some cheaper forwards. We'll continue to monitor that as well as the RFAs. Again, uh, no arb rights for Ryan McLeod. Arbitration rights in compelling cases for both Cotter Yamamoto and yes, a pulley RV. Here's what we got uh, tomorrow in Oilers now. Uh, Louis DeBrusque for GCL Diesel. And for the horses and horse racing Alberta, Mark Spector. Reminder tonight, the countdown to the kickoff show with Brendan Escott. Blake Dermott uh, is going to be a contributor on that show. That's at 4 p.m., 5.30 game time. Morley Scott and Dave Campbell with the call. The Edmonton Elks at the Montreal Alouettes. Special thanks to uh, Derek Scott for uh, helping off the show today with us. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Rhea LaHoo, followed by Angela Coquat today from 2 to 3. And then the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jalen Nine. Back at you at noon tomorrow. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.